sinner, you better get ready. Oh, you better get ready. Hallelujah, sinner, you better get ready. Times are coming when the sinner must die. You are now tuned in to DAR Sports Media. We are here for on the wrestling podcast for people who go outside. It was a busy week in wrestling news this week, and we are here jumping in on a bunch of it. Uh, riding with us tonight, we of course got True God, the 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 owner and proprietor of DAR <laughs> Sports Media, um, and then we have our UK writer, uh, fan sided and. DAR Sports Media, Morgan Jane is with us. Um, she abstains entirely from WWE. She's not a sick, sick per- person like some of the rest of us are who actually indulge in a little bit of WWE. So she'll h- sit out the first segment. Um, but I probably, I, should, I probably should sit it out uh, too because I haven't watched, I haven't watched any wrestling in what, like three weeks. Yeah, I've been watching. I've been watching Disney Plus. For the last three weeks, currently watching The Simpsons on Disney Plus right now. So, uh, I, I I only know moderately. I know LA Knight was supposed to be on TV, and they took him off. But I, yeah, I, I, have, a gripe, I have a gripe about that. But little, that reminds little, me of another sketchy. thing, another little little aside that I, I wouldn't have thought of, but now I'm excited to talk about that was going around that I was cackling about on Twitter yesterday. Um, so WWE. Guess this new TV deal, SmackDown, going back to USA. Uh, it's a 40% increase, but may or may not be a letdown. The stock is kind of tanking. Um, and personally, my first take on it was when I saw it was, well, if the show was living up to the expectations that Fox had for it, they wouldn't be letting it go. Um, so is about to get a rude awakening. Yeah. I, oh, so, okay. So my initial take wasn't, you know, I, you would hope that TV execs and people who make decisions aren't this fucking dumb, but I don't know if they realize that a lot of the numbers that SmackDown does is specifically because it is on Fox. <laughs> so on television, so I don't know anything. what they think that they're paying for, but uh, so I, I guess that's your thoughts too on this new TV deal and uh, Fox letting them go back to USA. Yeah, I mean... I, I think, you know, SmackDown works better when it's on national, you know, national TV anyway, whether it was on UPN, whether it's on CW, whether it's on Fox, it just works better. It seems like people uh, gravitate to it more. Um, USA is going to be like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to get 2.6, 2.7 ratings. And you're going to see that 1.6, 1.7 at best on, on a Friday night. It's at best. At what best. is USA seeing right now the WWE with the 1.3s that they're getting all-time record lows what makes them think this is going to be so much better I, I don't they're not doing their proper I, I think people just see numbers right they just see numbers and then you don't add context to it it's like oh man they're doing great and I think people feel like WWE is like like really hot right now and then like I saw somebody ask a question on, on, on Twitter like oh is the WWE in a boom period right now? It's not. But I think people are kind of like, people are so mesmerized by by SmackDown's numbers because it's on national TV, which I do think helps with the, you know, uh, the attendance 
and everything else like that. And 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 the feeling of WWE feeling like a little bit hotter right now than any other company. So is they're in a boom of, period relative to the last ten fucking years, but yeah, but not I compared mean, to then, other ones. Like even then, like even because they are doing like, great gates and things like that. But and I I think it has a lot to do. Like I said, it has a lot to do with the fact it's on national television. So there's a Which, there's a slightly bigger audience that is. Other companies cannot say the same. <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> Look, I can't. I can't say too much about other companies right now. <laughs> right now, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to get that next check. Oh. Um, so, so I can't say too much. I just say uh, I haven't watched wrestling in three weeks. Loyal, Don't plan on watching it. He's a loyal team player. I'm a team. I'm, a, I'm the, a, on the way. I'm a team player. To cash. No, no, like I said, oh. once that once that next check hit hit the account and it's cash. Is uh, I have a I have a date for it too. So uh, <laughs> when the next check comes, you know, uh, then then I'll be able to. Like I said, I, I have no desire to watch AW like that right now. Um, I'm very, I've always been very critical of the product, especially because we know how much better it could be and how better the company could be. And I think I've said this before. I'll say it again. There is a huge disconnect between what the people in AW who are management, and I know this personally from speaking to people involved in that. Their their view of how the company should run and what and what the hottest period of the company was does not match what we think as fans. Oh, a lot of reality, fans, you mean reality? Uh, yeah, like, a lot of fans will say, "Hey, man, twenty twenty one that was the hottest period that they had. Um, that was you know they they were cooking and you had Punk, Danielson, Cole. You had you know all out. You had full full gear. It was on fire." Whereas some some people in the company, even including the man who runs it, feels like they need to get back to that 2019, 2020 feel. And I guess they're doing it because I don't know if I know you all you all three of you saw so all three of us saw this earlier. Uh Colt Cabana, Brandon Cutler, tag team. <laughs> Can we, you know, or, I mean this is what they're doing now. You know, you got you got Dolph. Well, I won't get into who possibly could be coming in. The oh, no, no, no. Okay, all right. We're going, we're going back to it. We'll go back to it. We'll get to our new favorite tag team, the new Mega Power, shortly. Uh, I just died inside when you said that. This is the, uh, terrible. Speaking of that era and, uh, like, the million-dollar man and swindling, the most interesting thing to me about this Endeavor SEC filing the other day along with the TV contract was the news, the low key news that all of Vince McMahon's shares stock shares in the company are marked as for sale. As in there would be no obstacle to them being moved and him being out of the company at a moment's notice. It was back when he left, it was assumed and then he came back, quote unquote, air quotes, just to supervise the sale. It was assumed that he did so after probably having off the record conversations to probe possible buyers. And the reason he came back with that specific wording just to supervise the sale is because he was going to give preferential treatment to a buyer who would allow him to come back and be in charge. Now. The parent company, a.k.a. people who are over him now, make this SEC filing that shows 
all of his stocks are available and in the same SEC filing, they take note of the fact that they could be exposed financially by his criminal misgivings and being a fucking sex pest garbage piece of shit. They, they could have. Let me live in it. Let me live in a perfect world for a second. True. They could have. Coming to reality, brother. Made him. They could have implied to him. Yes. If you come back and give us preferential treatment in this sale, we will bring you back as a CEO just to get it. So they could get that treatment make the buy, and now are going to turn around and push him out of his own company. That is a possible scenario that could go down here. It would be it's the not. greatest thing that has ever fucking happened. Wishful thinking, but it's... it's Vince if McMahon I ever got granted told, one wish. Yeah, if they told me I had one wish, there's like 30 other things I would probably wish for before wishes for, for Vince. That's uh, one of my one of my down one of my shortcomings as a person. I let spite overrule common sense. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and so my thing is this, man. Vince Vince told Kurt Angle he gonna have to pry that company from his cold dead hands. Well, uh, which is which well. is likely gonna have yeah no, which is likely gonna have to to have to happen because he's not going anywhere. Then he's a Teflon Don, man. Triple H just gave up. Gave up all hope. Stephanie went home. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, and, and I say that on purpose. Triple H gave up hope. Stephanie went home. Stephanie, Stephanie, and Triple H went to separate I was about to homes. Say, are they? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know they if it's the same home, home that that, that yeah. Triple H pulls his tires into. Yeah, the yeah. They, they went to separate homes. I think it's like the worst kept secret that they've kind of, you know. Is it? Yeah. I I've just like heard people. Is. I had heard people joking about it, but today I saw some evidence that, you know, you can't find a picture of them together in the last three years. I guess she was in pictures without no ring on or something. Several to both of them. Several times. I think it, it's really. It's, it's, really okay. it's the same thing with like a Vince and Linda. You know, it's the same thing. Uh, you know, it's just it's a business. Marriage is a business relationship. That's what it is for them. The McMahon family, that's what it is. And I think Shane is the only one who had a normal marriage. <laughs> and so which explains why he he kinda he kinda did some of the stuff that he, you know, he's kinda done. Yeah. But yeah. um, you know, um like I said, I, I think it's was saw a lot of people like, Oh yeah, we finally getting Vince out of here. And I'm like, You don't know Vince McMahon, you don't know his luck, his connections also. He can make a lot of things go away with him like that and we'll see like i said i think endeavor is excited to have vince back in position and i think that was a selling point of it was that they look at him as him being kind of uh he knows the wrestling business triple h is the head of creative but triple h ain't the head of creative he's not you know he's, i mean la night the fall guy tonight so triple h is the fall guy let's be real he's the fall guy if, if the stuff starts stinking and let's be clear it's not like the company's doing that great in terms of like quality but when the stuff starts thinking and it's like oh i thought triple h was better i thought he was better than, than the other guys that you still got to account for the bruce pritchers the kevin duns and everybody else that works there like being head of creative in wwe just means you're the guy that gets the gets the most flack not that you you know not that you're like the only guy that makes decisions so uh vince vince has a 
he has a fall guy. And that is what what Triple H has always really been. And, you know, he did his little, uh, uh, you know, playing with the, take the indie guys and, and bringing them in. We got NXT and I, I know how to book. I know how to book. I know how to book. And then you get on the main stage and it ain't, it ain't that nice. It ain't that easy. So, um, I, I, like I said, uh, with this merger, with everything going through, the releases and everything, I remember, I just want to point out, there were tons of people who said, oh, including Fightful, uh, who I have no personal beef with Fightful, but I remember, you know, SAP and a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, we, we don't expect any talent releases to really come from this. And I remember kept saying, like, do not listen to these people. Do not listen to them because I, I was told by people who were privy and in the know, which is hilarious because I know like Fightful and like PW Inside, all these different, different they they talk directly to WWE people. I do too, but everybody was like telling me like, don't believe anything they're saying. Absolutely going to be talent cuts. Absolutely going to be talent Of course cuts. there was going to be. We all knew it, and I just watched the dirt sheet say, "No, it's just going to be front office people and people working in such and such division." And I'm like, "Do you know who Endeavor is? Do you know what they've <laughs> what they've had happen with UFC? Like, do you also know?" It was what- it was entertaining to me to see so many little little screechy wrestling fans on Twitter, you know, screaming out in the streets. I'm like, y'all have no idea what this is about to be like like it wasn't like you know it's not it's not funny that they're upset or whatever it's it's just it's so clear that you have no fucking idea the depth of the water that you just jumped into with this fucking company because if you thought WWE was ruthless Endeavor and TKO do not give a fuck about anything other than running a tight ship and making money like no fucks you think the wrestling business treats people bad in retirement you think that like it's you guys have no fucking idea no idea and now they're like partners that's that's amazing that's amazing now now they're partners speaking of since we're on it Ton of WWE releases this week. Not, I mean, I don't know if it was a ton. It was plenty. Um, I it was a lot, but it wasn't. It, it was a lot, but it wasn't like I laughed because I was like, man, if somebody can point to me one person that was worthwhile that they cut, I was like, I give you a dollar because I looked at like the people that they cut and I was like, what were they doing? Like the one thing I will say. WWE, if we end up getting Ryan Nemeth and Nick Nemeth together <laughs> as a tag team in AEW, uh, everybody that works at Endeavor, Vince McMahon, Triple H, I will find you. <laughs> and whatever Liam Neeson did to people in Taken and all the movies, it will not be comparable because I do not. Do not, do not. It's bad enough Brandon Cutler and Coco Banda are a tag team. Do not bring in Hollywood hunk number two and they make a tag team. Absolutely. I see it happening. I saw Swerve tweet out his name. I saw like somebody else in AW talk about like, oh, and I saw friend of the show, Savannah Evans, 
uh, tweet out that, oh, you know, when, when the pandemic happened, you know, Ziggler bought all of the independent people's merchandise. And I was like, look. Hey, look, that is cool. It does not mean I want to see him fucking that's wrestle great. anymore. Like, ever. What does that have to do? Like, what does that have to do with him going to another? Like, they're like, oh, you should want him there. That's the kind of guy. He's classy. Don't nobody care, man. Don't nobody care. I, I don't care. Like, you, you know, I don't care. I don't want to see Dolph Ziggler anywhere. Send that man to Impact. Josh Alexander and Dolph Ziggler, five-star classic. Can't wait to not see it. Let's, let's go. Keep him away from AEW because, <laughs> like, like, keep him away. I So I guess that was the biggest surprise. Um, there were some other ones. Oh, man, I got to. I don't want to come. I, I'm I'm supposed to be. You're supposed to be like the bad cop, and I'm the good cop here. So, is that what this is supposed to be? Is so it? I'm trying not to. I try. I just try to choose my words carefully to not be mean. I, Aaliyah was with them for almost ten years. Really? Wow. And I was not ever showing a ton of appreciable improvement. So, like, why now? What was my question? <laughs> like, <laughs> you might as well just keep renewing it. I was just shocked to finally see her go because that was kind of a running joke in one of the discords that I'm in is, is that just she's just been there forever. Has 73 televised matches in 10 years. Wow. It's like a summer for John Moxley. Like, fucking. <laughs> and, wow. and so it's like, why did you have this person just, just around? For so long, but now it's like now it's over. I I, I don't know. That was that one was surprising to me. Um, yeah, I don't think there was any huge surprises. I think Dolph Ziggler was kind of a surprise. I mean, guy was there for damn near twenty years. All that workhorse mm. shit. Uh, hasn't again hasn't really been in, in, involved in anything interesting for at least five plus years. That that you know that run with Robert Roode was changed the channel fucking level just just dog shit the worst um so why now i don't know um but yeah um another i guess sort of surprise but maybe not really given the headlines lately um tonight is a celebratory night because i never get to see one of the biggest shitbag human beings who does not deserve any of the fucking things that he has been blessed with to be near him in life. He's a fucking piece of garbage. He's a fucking boring rustler. And he's a fucking sexual predator. Piece of shit. Matt Riddle, I'm so fucking glad you're gone. And I hope I never have to see you a fucking again. Fix your fucking life, you fucking loser. Any thoughts true on Matt Riddle? <laughs> Um, you know, Matt Riddle is, uh, I never liked Matt Riddle, you know, I saw him at an Evolve event like seven, eight years ago. Um, and I was like, why is this dude wrestling in like shorts and like no, no, no shoes, no socks. I just didn't understand. Um, and then they were like, oh, he's like an MMA gimmick. And I was like, just wrestling. I don't want to see that. Um, so I never liked him then, and then I've started to hear over the years things about him and some of the nasty, ridiculous stuff that he he's done. 
And um, like I said, uh, it's the PG version of what I would, would normally say, just because I have my beautiful little girl sitting next to me right now. Um, however, Matt Riddle, I was not surprised. The funny thing is, he would still be there if not for this most recent incident that he got himself into. It's so fucking frustrating. It's so fucking frustrating. And I just want to point out that WWE probably felt the, the heat because I don't think they were initially going to fire him. I think he was going to get suspended again. But he's already been suspended two times. And we know WWE, if we got to suspend you a third time, you're gone. If only, if only... Another company took the three strikes method. Uh, we'd, be, we'd be gearing up for some, some actual good collision, uh, which, I mean, granted, this collision could be good, too. I'm, I'm not going to watch, so I, I won't know. But, I actually um, might. I think I'm going to be locked in this week. They're, makes, hitting, they're hitting all the right buttons for me. But That yeah, makes one of I us. Understand. I mean, the card, the, the card looks good. Um, card looks good, so... I'm sure uh I'm sure Morgan's gonna gonna watch as well. Um uh Ricky Starks and Brian Daniels and Texas Deathmatch and all that stuff like that. And Texas Deathmatch in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Very strange. RVD's gonna be there. Uh hilarious. The 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 exact opposite of what you're supposed to be when you <laughs> when you have extracurricular activities going on. Uh you know, Matt Riddle. I think Matt Matt Riddle goes beyond the the four twenty the four twenty way of life. He's uh he dibbles and uh, dabbles and yeah yeah and, and there's a lot there, there's a lot there uh yeah he, so, he no, picks um, it over he picks it over his fucking beautiful children that's what he fucking does because he's a fucking piece guy. of shit grown fucking terrible man guy. picking bullshit like that over his fucking kids terrible motherfucker guy. I hope I never fucking see you again. He's a terrible guy, and as you guys can all all see. Eric's very passionate about, about this. Um, I am not very passionate about this because I could give two, yeah, about Maffrodel life, anything. I feel sorry for those kids, though. Definitely feel sorry for those kids. Um, don't feel sorry for the people that had those kids and, and the women that keep messing with them. Honestly, I don't really feel too sorry for them because, yeah, we've all seen the stories, we've all heard the stories. Um He's a weird guy. He deals with weird people. He's in weird circles. And hey, look, he will find work uh, in this business. Um, I was told, I was told by two people um, before I went on here tonight. Do not imply <laughs> on anything you say that we are going to hire him, and Good. we are. And we know what that company. <laughs> we know what company I'm talking about because. Good. Hey, that's kind of a little bit of, that was a little bit of semi-breaking news right now, and I'm sure a lot of people are relieved to hear it. Good. However, I will say this, 90 days is a long time. Right now, cool. They'll say what they want to say. If If this guy goes, yeah, I'll go to the rehab, and I'll do the work, and I'll do this and that. Some people are very gullible, naive. And we're watching it happen and take shape right now in the company itself. For so I'm not reasons. worried about it because he's not gonna do that because he never does it. I don't think he will either, but there is like a mild 
Well, we have to take any threat. We have to take any threat of possibly ever having to see that fucking person again. Very, very seriously. So I understand the concern. I just hope, genuinely hope that, uh, you know, I've said this and I mean this, you know, some people just need help. You know, I think that's what some people really need help. And I think he's one of them. I, I think he's one of those people who just genuinely needs help. And He's not going the right route, in my opinion. He hasn't uh, done things the right way. Um, but hey, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna say too much about him because, like I said, I could care less about his life. I could care less about him. Um, you know, <laughs> in the uh, at the end of the day, Matt Riddle. Um, Good luck on your future endeavors. Sayonara. Morgan Jane. God damn it. Welcome into the show. Hi. So the WWE releases, are there any names on there that you see that you'd be kind of interested in seeing coming over to AEW? No. I (laughs) (laughs) I think AEW just needs to focus on the people they have at the moment. Um, I agree. So, yeah, uh, on that, you know, some people got excited about some possibilities, but to me... um, I didn't say that. To me, you know, how many times have we been through this where, uh, you know, there's release... WWE brings a new... Or AEW brings a new person in. There's a ton of excitement. Big debut. Things are really interesting. And then... They disappear off the face of the earth. They flounder. They meander. I mean, Keith Lee, I think right now is the is the most um, prominent example of somebody who came uh, in huge and then kind of just. Uh, um, can I can I can I speak on that briefly so people know what really happened there? Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if that leaked out or not because I haven't paid attention. Um, but Keith Lee has I can't I can't blame Tony and the people who booked the show for that completely. Um knowing what I know, Keith Lee has disappointed in many ways. And I think when he came in, I think people were expecting more, including uh, you know, AW, um, the people, you know, higher up. And I I think for some, and if you remember during the summertime, right, when, when the Triple H thing happened last year, there was rumors that Keith Lee wanted to leave, possibly, and go back because Triple H was his guy. And I think that right there soured a lot of things. I think it also soured um, a bit of what they were working on with Keith Lee and Swerve. You know, I can't speak 100% to that, but I think that made Swerve. Swerve is extreme. Only people don't understand. Swerve is extremely AEW <laughs> to his core now. Like, that is his... He will ride for AEW. So well, I'm so. glad they they decided to start riding for him too. Two months ago, finally, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, you know, like I said, I, I think Tony's fully behind Swerve, but I think Swerve at, at that point when they were teaming up and you know going through that, I think Swerve looked at Keith Lee like, "You really want to? You really even want to consider going back to what we just left? Like, really?" Like it's no better either way, 
because Swerve didn't have a good experience with Triple H either. So I think that's so I think Keith Lee Mia Yim went back, right? That's his wife. It says says enough that his wife was okay going back. And I think he wanted to go back and be with his wife. And um so yeah, I, but I I think all the WWE releases, no one should go to AEW. None of them. Not Mustafa Ali. Um Ring of Honor, maybe. Um, but like AEW on television. Like Morgan said, need to focus on who they got. So focus on who you got. Right. My initial thing is like, oh, Mustafa Ali, if he gets like, you know, the Iron Man suits back out and does you know, gets the cool entrance. He was really fucking cooking when he was doing all that. Uh talented guy, sure. It's just guy. another person in the Buddy Murphy pack that mold and that's not me lumping them together. I like him. I think he's a great individual talent. I just feel like AW sees all those guys kind of the same and kind of lumps them kind of in the same area and kind of gives them the same sporadic use. Um, so I just don't know. I think he, you know, that's how they would use him. He would be just another guy in big six man matches or whatever. Um, the two that I am the most intrigued about, maybe, is a favorite of yours and mine, True, Elissa Leon from NXT. Absolutely. Very, uh, charism- very charismatic, super strong, seemed mm-hmm. to be catching on pretty well. Um, I don't know how to say this in a way that doesn't sound, but there's not a lot of, especially on AEW, there's not a ton of uh, other than, you know, the big three. Um, Mercedes, Ivelisse, um, Thunder Rosa. There's not a ton of Hispanic lady representation across all re- major wrestling brands that are on TV. Um, we ain't seen Thunder Rosa on TV in about a year. I mean, yeah, officially. and we haven't seen her. I mean, that would be kind of a dope, like for them to come back as like a team. And Ulysses could be your heater because she's fucking huge in a good way. Yeah. Um, something like that. I think she has a ton of, you know, they took somebody, um, Tay Conti. They took Tay Conti, who had great look, great skills, was just very green, and they gave her time to develop, and then she became a pretty solid part of the show. I think yeah. you could do a lot of the same thing with Ulyssa, uh, but even on a bigger level, because she has such a stunning look. She's so big. She's so strong. Um, she can replace, so- I think she could replace, because I don't think Tay Conti is going to be wrestling for a while you know like yeah. obviously having a baby and then probably you know you want to take those first four to six months to just you know maybe even longer than that you know especially the type of person she is i think she, she we might not see her wrestle for a while so um i think she'd be she'd be a cool i think i think that's the thing is that on the male side of things there's nobody that was released that i was like oh man i am i am on the on the on the bandwagon of Bring Dana Brooke to AEW. <laughs> That's right. I'm on that bandwagon for several reasons. One, because I'm pretty sure I'll be at an event. Two, um, I would, like, honestly, I thought she was doing pretty good at NXT um, based on what I saw. I mean, she's not obviously a great wrestler, but I think she had improved and she showed she cared. So, I mean, once again, obviously she'd probably be better suited for a Ring of Honor an actual AEW if she were to do that but I think this is what sucks too about not having AEW dark anymore is because those people that yeah. you could bring in that like 
you might not sign them, but give them a couple matches and see. You know, I guess you put them on Ring of Honor now, really, if if, if anything, and which is cool, you know. But um, so yeah, new I champion think... Eddie Kingston, fuck yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Grand Slam. Uh, Grand the reason Slam why, I, the reason I wasn't asking uh, Morgan about it because I'm just very confident that you have no fucking idea who Ulysses Leon is, right? Correct. Correct. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so she looks so I had... confused. I think she's like this whole this conversation with WWE people. She's so confused. Like, who I had. People? Y'all are gonna shit on this. It's okay. I don't care. Uh oh. I've always thought that a lot more could be done with Elias, man. No, I'm, dude, I'm, has a, I, dude has a I great agree. look. Dude is a great technician. He's very comfortable on the mic. He has a. Especially the way they did the gimmick down in NXT, there was something similar to the way that a Bray Wyatt should have been portrayed, where this drifter, you know, kind of like Devil went down to Georgia sort of thing, where like, yeah, you know, where the story behind the song Devil went down to Georgia is the guy walks in and there's a musician there playing his bow, and it's actually a lot older, Tall Tale. Uh, fable that you can read um, from American history, but you know he's challenging people to. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole story. Uh, Mister Mister, Mister Scratch is the guy. It's he comes in. He's a violin player named Mister Scratch, and he's and he's challenging people. I'll give you your greatest wish if you can beat me in a violin contest. It's yeah, it's it's a it's a fable you can look up. Um, but there was something like that where you could imagine Elias being something more than a man in the way that he spoke in the way that he kind of conducted or my other idea always was that it was kind of like a, you know, Charles Manson was a, was a musician. Right. And so, and he had, and he had, yes, that's how it started out. That's actually why he went and murdered those, those people is because they turned him down for like a record deal. Um, That's how he targeted them. He said like, you know, these Hollywood elites don't want to fucking let us, you know, normal people in, so fucking, we're I, gonna kill him. You know what? That's, I support that. I support that one hundred percent. So, yeah. my thing was, you know, Elias could be there playing his guitar, the faraway look in his eyes, and then every week, when they have his segment, there's followers sitting around him, like like on the floor, like on the floor, looking up at him while he sings, and then every week. There's more and more and more and more. And it's like gathering. It's becoming a gathering. He's gathering followers in every town to where like the yeah. whole ring is full. And all these people are just sitting on the ground while he sits up on the stool with the light coming down, playing the music. And so you remember when um when Punk did the Straight Edge Society thing and he had like yeah. people like jumping out of the crowd, like helping him. And like you never knew I, when they were yeah, going to pop up. That was kind of the same vibe I had, kind of a mix of that with some Bray Wyatt. Um, I always thought that they could do something fucking cooler with Elias, kind of like that. And uh, I, I yeah, do. I feel agree. like he has potential. I think I feel like he has more potential than what he had in WWE. And I feel like if they would actually use him and have a good plan for him, I feel like he would be a good addition. Especially since it seems like we've dropped. I don't know what's going on with House of House of Black, but maybe there's a little more room for a sort of spooky-ish. Um. Yeah, that's been. I see the look on your face. That's been a great decision so far, man. Just you know, having them drops the belt, drop the belts, so we could uh, 
fuck around with the trios titles ever since yeah. then. Um, but yeah, I feel um, like there, I feel it, like there's it, room for something like that for Elias to contribute. There's definitely more to the House of Black situation. Um, you know, the Andrade story got 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 clipped, and then they transferred over to the acclaim real quick, and there was no buildup. It was very quick. And you know, I think Julia uh, and I know uh, Morgan is a uh, Morgan is a, a Julia Hart fan, so I, oh, I know same that here, much. same here, big so, time. You know, um, best entrance in wrestling. So, so you know, um, you know, I, I think, I think there's something for Julia, but I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure what the House of Black's future looks like um i'll shoot you, I'll shoot you, a, I'll shoot you a text yeah. after we get done <laughs> yeah so i'm I'm not sure what their future looks like but i, I can tell you um so there is room people, there is room people, for elias i will say this a lot of people including present company uh, on this podcast were not happy about what happened in the fallout of what happened between all in and all out and especially people who are very close to people who were affected by that and the way that it was spun and the way it went a lot of people were not and if you spoke about it fuck man look i i I guess there's more to it and i i I just i mean i think already anyway the 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 acclaim we're going to win anyway before all this but i think there was some there was some some sour feelings there i think and it goes back to your, if everybody remembers, Malachi Black did ask for his release last year. And instead he was given time off because TK was like, nah, I'm not letting you go. I'm not, I'm not, you know, you can't just say you want to listen. Same thing with Andrade. Andrade asked for his release too. A lot of people asked for their release because TK was just grand, like, oh, maybe I'll let you go. You know, it was a ripple effect. Cody left and a lot of people started, the, the cracks were showing. And this is before all, all out last year even happened. So, there were just yeah, like I said, wrestling is a, is a weird business, and I think people people don't understand what goes on behind the scenes. So when you see something change or somebody get bumped down or not, and it's the same thing with WWE. You see people, you know, like half the people that got released, ninety percent of people that got released never saw them on TV anyway. So you know, yeah. they there were people were obviously unhappy. Um, yeah, as far as Elias goes, he he did have something uh, with with his gimmick, and I think. Uh, the whole Elias Ezekiel thing was kind of just cheeky, but it was kind of kind of funny. And like I said, I, I think he has potential. I don't I don't think he's really that that good of a uh, in ring guy based on what I've seen. But um, character wise, I think he he has something. He was able to you know grab grab the audience. Um, I just want to say, I absolutely don't want to see him AEW. Um, ML MLW, uh, you know NWA. Why not? Um, but I will say this: I'm not a guy that likes to dance on graves too much. But one person that was fired from WWE that had a lot of stuff to talk while they were hired, it's especially claim, false claiming my city that they're not actually from, is Top Dollar. None other. Now I just want to say this: I've had ten ten people who all work in wrestling. Vouch for him is a nice guy, really nice guy. And I'm sure he's a nice, fine gentleman who has no tough bones in his body, despite being a former football player. I had people who went to, went to college with him. 
Um, I know he's not really from. He got he got my he got my area code tattooed on him, and he shouldn't because you're a DC guy. But that's that word. I'm not gonna get too much because I'm chilling with my child, so I'm not gonna get too much into all of that. But I'm a, I'm gonna dance with his grave a little bit. Top dollar's gone. You stink at rapping. You suck. You couldn't even jump over the top rope. You suck. So because of that, I hope you end up in NWA taking over with Brodus Clay, Tyrus. Take over his spot. There you go. There you go, top dollar. You, you who hotter, top dollar, none hotter. Well, I don't even know what your bars say, but your bars stink. I've seen several people send me videos of your bars recently. You are now trying to get a job in AEW, hoping that swerving them show you some love because you caught a raw deal. It's not going to happen, buddy. Shoot for the stars, though. And I want to say so many other things. But I'm not going to say it. My child is saving top dollar's life. So I'm just going to leave it at that. That's the one. Everybody else, I can care less. Top dollar, I'm dancing in grave. Dolph Ziggler, please stay away from AEW. Please, please, please. I've told several people in in AEW, do not sign this man. They think I'm joking. They think I'm joking when I say this. It's like, I'll make a phone call. Like, I know where most of you live and stay. Don't play with me. Don't ruin don't ruin my experience in AW and bring this man in. But it is what it is. Like I said, I could care less about what's going on in AW anyway. So um Top Dollar has always been very nice to me on Twitter. And I like Top Dollar. So I would just say you can have your moment. But I just wanted you to know. Top Dollar has a fan in me, Eric. <laughs> I just want you to know. It's been really nice doing this podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> but all good things come to an end. And Morgan, Morgan is now new co-host, clearly. Oh. Uh, she is now the new co-host because I've never heard her say anything nice about Top Dollar. And and, and I don't expect her to um, because I don't even think she even knows who Top Dollar is. You know what, so, though? That, hey, hey, that speaks for me. That I will speak up. People who have been cool to me, even in rooms where it is not popular. So I hope. Oh no! Like it's funny because realizes I, that it's it, I mean, we were live on air um, with Cam and, and a couple other people that he like you know he did like a live stream with, and I joined the live stream and I don't know if this was I don't know if this aired on the live stream or not, and he was like man you know and the dude was from the dude was from you know uh, Baltimore on stream and he was like man you know that's my guy aj is my guy you know top dollar and i said i said people keep vouching for him and he's a nice guy i said i don't doubt that i don't have an issue with him i just think he talks a lot and as a rapper he stinks he's just not good like, he's not good I'm like i'm like i rap and i'm like i rap rap it's different you know like you putting them candy bars on on songs i'm offended because this is national television i'm like i could do that I can get up there and do that, man. Like, you ain't saying nothing. You got terrible bars. And I'm not, like, I, I feel like the, my issue is, like, he he was very overconfident. Like, yo, don't compare us to people who can't get on the main roster. Don't compare us to people who can't do this and do that. And it's like, brother, you don't, you're not even, like, you're a nice guy. But you're not that talented. You can't rap. You're not good at wrestling. Like you made, like you you got you made a bunch of money. You made hundreds of thousands of dollars working for this company, and you have m- minimal talent in what you do. Like I I think 
if anything, he's a success story in that sense, right? You went from a failed football career to, I mean, technically a failed wrestling career, but you you made out pretty well. You they they liked you, they liked you a lot, and they put you on A and E for their was it the lifestyles and treasures. He he he's he's a prime example of it's not what you know, but who you know. He just so happened to have people that brought him in and happened to like him. He, you kiss up to the right people, and it worked out for him. So I, I like I, I never take that away from him. It's just that when it comes down to it, he's he's been nice to you on Twitter. He's nice to he's nice to people I'm friends with, and they tell me like, man, cut him some slack. I was like, as a human being, he's probably a good guy. He's looked out for certain people that I know. Good for him. I could care less because you suck. You suck. If you didn't suck, if you weren't terrible, I would have no issue with you. You're terrible. It's awful. And I know, I know, Morgan. Morgan, you're not like a huge rap person, right? I know you're not a huge. I don't think you. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe Morgan has a whole collection of like rap albums that I don't know. Hey, about. they got grime out there. That's that. Yeah. Is that is that a thing? Is yes. Thing? Uh, fuck yes, it's a thing. Don't eat. <laughs> I don't. I don't. It, look, I'm, I'm gonna know. get Roy Johnson back on here. He gets to tell you all about it. Um, uh, let me. Well, Morgan, do you know about the grime scene in the in the UK? Is that like a like a thing? No, oh, I don't thing. know about it. <laughs> okay. Look, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think so. Okay. So, once again, Top Dollar, I wish you luck, buddy. <laughs> I wish you luck, buddy. I wish you luck in the future. I hope you hope like maybe he could host a TV show or something like that. Maybe do something on Annie. But at some point, even Jay Z retired at one point from rap. He didn't stay retired, but you should stay retired. You should retire and stay retired. Everything else you do is fine. Just just also stop false claiming my city. Claiming you from you from you from my city. That's a that's a personal problem. People have hit me up privately from my city, like, why he keep claiming from here? He ain't from here for real. He don't rep blah, blah, blah. Just you know, that's a little different. That's a little it's more street related. And we're not gonna get into that because uh, since uh, we thrive <laughs> off negativity, since we're yes, thriving we off negativity, anything negative, we're for it. That's a deep cut for everybody out there. Um, <laughs> they probably know the main more than they know the show that I'm referencing. Uh, we thrive off negativity. Anything negative, we're for it. Morgan, got some things to say about some folks who continue to stir up more punk drama, even in the wake of things being done and wounds being salted. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's just... The entire wrestling media just continues to talk about him. And they say, like, can we move on? And then they're the ones continuing. It's just stupid. Are there any people in particular that you... <laughs> I, I, saw you I saw you say something. <laughs> and once again, let me just put a disclaimer on here. Anything said by Morgan Jane on here <laughs> is just <laughs> the views of Morgan Jane. But I'll co-sign. I co-sign a ride with anybody that comes on the show. So I saw you put out. A, 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 maybe you don't want to specifically go into details. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But I saw specifically you, you mentioned a particular outlet. Do you care to expand on that? 
or elaborate on that. It's not just that outlet, it's all of them. They're all doing it. And what, what do they need them. to do? Do they need to shut the fuck up and get let it go, get over it, quit taking their victory lap? Yeah, because they're just creating more drama when it doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, he's gone. Just leave him alone. Is he really gone, though? Mm-hmm. Is he really? Is he really gone? People? That's a... That's a... People get fired all the time, B. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm throwing, I'm throwing down the references all the time, all yeah. over the place. Hey, he'd be I, right. like we talked, like we talked. Yeah, right. <laughs> A W A W B R. Like we talked about on the last show, um, that used to be very, you know, probably about 15 years before you were born, Morgan. Um, that used to be very common in wrestling. Definitely the Attitude Era. Definitely the Golden Age. Uh, even so in so recently as when was that the thing with Daniel Bryan when he got fired? Was that oh nine, ten, eleven? Yeah, right, right something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it was 2010. As recently as that, people get fired as like a punitive just a, a thing to do, a punishment. People cool down, people come back. It used to happen all of the time in the WWF, all of the time from 1980 through 2000 people would get fired and brought back i i want to say i want to say this because i think this is important the 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 big talk on twitter social media and in the uh in the media even is that you know i saw nick uh was a houseman houseman whatever his name is houseman he and he's a part of the media he's like oh let's have some fun and you know he's he. I know for a fact he's one of the few people in the media that Punk talks to, like personally talks to. It would be interesting to be one of those people, <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, anyways, yeah, it would be. Uh, would be if you're privy to that. But um, I think I think the thing about that is that the people who do talk to Punk, and I know several people who do. Um, they don't even know what what what's going on, and it's funny. This is not like a spoiler because it doesn't really matter, and no one's gonna care about this when they listen to the show. Even I, the night of all all out or the day of all out, I was asking people that work there in high places. He really gone, huh? I got no answer, no concrete answer, still nothing. And that's from the company. Now, mind you, I've heard everything else under the sun from the company. Everything else. I know when such and such is supposed to come out. I know when such and such. I know this. I know that. Nothing on that. And I thought about it. If you remember, last year in May, MJF cut a promo, walked out. We didn't see him for months. He wasn't even seen in public for months. And he comes back. I can't help but some some uh, like wonder because people were like, oh, did MJF quit? Or like, is he gonna come back? Is his contract gonna run out? Remember, there was some talk about he might just leave and go to WWE, my ass was released. I think the punk thing is weird because if he was gonna be fired, why wasn't he fired the day of or the night of? He finished his match, went to the back. He was not fired. 
he apparently there's lunged, a lot of things about it that didn't make any fucking sense. He lunged at Tony Khan. Tony Khan. I was in fear of my life, like real weak, real weak saw, like real weird stuff. If it, if like, you were in fear of your weird. life and it was that serious, why was it a week later when he got fired? Shout out to Samoa Joe for saying what all of us were really thinking. Uh, Samoa Joe's like, ain't that serious to me? You know, he was, but, yeah, he said it wasn't. I'm used to that. That's what he said. It wasn't that abnormal to me. And the thing is, it's just a confrontation, just altercation. It's what I said about a lot of people, and you know. I said this, and I, and I'll say this too because I think this applies to even to Morgan. I know I know Morgan sometimes gets anti-punk fans in her mentions whenever she tweets about them, and I think it's weird because these are the same people who whine and complain. Also, I I just want to point out I don't like when people use the word assault. I just don't like like it's very cop language in wrestling because altercations and fighting are like literally the basis of what wrestling is so i i hate when people use that term and people are like oh punk assaults co-workers and and i'm like like okay like i get we're in a professional setting but there's nothing more unprofessional to wrestling anyway just being clear, there's nothing more unprofessional than the wrestling business like you don't get paid which you're supposed to get paid there's janky promoters there's this there's that it's just not a professional like it's it's a professionally unprofessional business and I think watching the the punk stuff play out, like he's gone, but it's like, is he really gone? Like, if he does show up in WWE for you know, because uh, he doesn't have a ninety day compete uh, non compete, he does not have a non compete for ninety days. So you know, there's a lot of talk of like he wants to move on with his life and he's happy away from AEW. It's like nobody's ever said he's fired, and there's there's not you know. There's never opportunity for him to ever come back. Um, WWE saying all the right things. They got Montez Ford saying he would welcome him open arms. A lot of other wrestlers in WWE. So it's like there's something there. I would say personally, my personal thought that maybe, maybe Punk would have shown been more willing to show up in WWE prior to what just happened the last couple days vince vince being so prominent again would probably make him be like why would i want to go through this again why would i want to go through this again i just went through this with this person there's more structure in wwe but they're still the same people that pissed you off 10 years ago and i like i said i don't know what's really going on I know that I know Sean Ross Sapp had said something about punk and then he responded to it with a LOL, like his own tweet. And I thought that was peculiar. And then I've heard from a couple people that was like, I got a weird message from this person about this situation. And, you know, I thought the Mercedes Monet thing was supposed to be announced um, at Grand Slam. It wasn't. So I, like I said, I don't know what's really going on right now. It's weird. There's some weird stuff happening in AEW right now. I don't know what the plan is, and a couple of things people have said some things, and so I, I don't know if they're like trying to outsmart the quote unquote dirt sheets, or if they're keeping things close to the vest on purpose. But there's a lot of weird stuff happening right now, so um, I'll just say 
the media is is fanning the flames. Not to defend the media, obviously, because I think they need to stop it. But I think they're doing it because what is exciting now in in wrestling without this this story? How do you get your clicks? How do you get your views? How do you get people to subscribe to your to your stuff for five dollars a month or ten dollars a month, whatever it is? If there's nothing that people want to read, if you have no scoops, how will you make money? I just want to say this. My child is currently in the bathroom and she's far away. Fuck Matt Hardy. That's what I wanted to say. I was going to say, I had to wait for her to go. She can't hear me. Fuck Matt Hardy. (laughs) Fuck Matt Hardy. And I say this as someone who, like I said, I have projects uh, currently in the works with AEW right now that I'm going to be a part of. It'll be announced very, very soon, actually. Probably next week or so. But fuck Matt Hardy. And I think Matt Hardy is a it's it's an indicator to me of the issue that's been persisting in AEW. Stop talking. Shut up. Like you're a wrestler. And I don't have anything against John Alba because I think he's been cool for years. But it's a conflict of interest when your podcast partner is Matt Hardy and you're supposed to be unbiased media. And you tweeted out six or seven months ago. It's so sad that CM Punk's run in AEW is over and we'll never see him again. And I was, I remember I tweeted, I'm like, why would you tweet? Like, who is, who is, oh, who's your podcast partner? That's who's feeding you the information. That's who's talking to this person, that person. Same thing with, with, with Jericho. Jericho. What's hilarious is I remember you, I remember you texting me right after that and be like, he don't fucking know shit. Punk's coming back. <laughs> I, I said, I told you, I, did. I was like, Punk's coming back. Like, what he said, I was like, Punk's coming back because, Everybody I talked to in the company was like, yeah, he's coming back. Like, it's just working out the details. And once again, I said this, then I'll say it now. If there was ever a time, there's a lot of stuff I can't talk about that I have some involvement in, in this whole stuff. I can't talk about it on air. I just know if there was ever a path for CM Punk to return to AEW ever, they would require... A lot of meetings, not just with the elite. It will require a lot well, of... Well, it takes fucking two, so... Look, the one thing I keep pointing out to people that I don't think they understand is that the Bucks and Punk had interactions at All In. Um, I was told that they were uh, around each other. Not around each other, but they were around each other... Um, that same double taping that they had in passing kind of seen each other and it wasn't like a big deal, but they just in passing seen each other. I think we were probably closer to a resolution maybe like two or three weeks prior to that. And I think... Hey, thanks, Jungle Boy. I hope your fucking dumbass is going to be the new record holder for fucking merch i hope your dumbass is going to be putting collision in the six hundred thousands and ratings i hope your fucking dumbass is going to be getting dynamite up around a million fucking weekly i hope your fucking dumb ass is gonna replace all those numbers that you fucking ruined i'm not gonna blame jungle boy fucking idiot and here's why here's why i won't blame jungle boy i believe that there was a bit there's a bit of an arrogance in the elite side. And I don't like it. 
was the issue that I've had. When Punk came back, Punk had told everyone that he talked to, I am willing to do business. I am here to do business. Some people in AEW got there and became close friends with the elite. Some people are close friends with the elite. And they their perspective is these are people I, I know and, and their perspective is different because if you're friends with these people, you're naturally going to side with the people that you're friends with. So if I tell someone that works in a company, yo, you guys need to just sit them down and get this over with. We got money to make, brother. We all work for this company now. We all have some stake in this company. I want everybody, let's all get this money. Because that's big. That's like we can't miss. You can't miss out on that money. And when people ask me, well, what would be the benefit of this? That's when I realized you're you're talking to the wrong people. So as much as I was like, and like I said, beginning of August, maybe like mid July, I felt like, yo, this is good. We're getting there. We're getting close to a resolution. The collision reports of like Matt Hardy being turned away, which thank God Matt Hardy was turned away because nobody wants to see him. You know, the Jungle Boy situation with the glass, all of those things were were, were were done and pointed out because of the fact, I think the other side was looking for a reason to be like, oh, see, no, we, we, we don't, we can't trust this guy. We can't, we don't want to work with this guy. We don't want to sit down and talk to him. This is what he does. Not acknowledging the fact that he himself was banned from working dynamite. That's a problem in itself. So that's where I was like, I don't feel like, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, what did Brandon Cutler say in April? Gaslighting. We're being gaslit. We're being gaslit. I think it's the opposite. I think they're gaslighting people that they're around and people just go, and Mark Henry alluded to it. He said, he said it after the fight. He said, he said have there your better ear. not be any more problems ever again. But he, he said something to the face that some people have your ear in the boss's ear. And if you have the boss's ear, you can convince this person that, oh, this is not good. This ain't how it was supposed to go. And we don't, dis- you can't trust this guy. And I think you isolate somebody. When you isolate people, people react a certain way. There's no excuse, obviously, for punk. You know, I like I wish Punk didn't go off and and beat up Jack Jack Perry. And I don't think I don't think the fight was really necessary, honestly, when I hear the stories of what happened, you know, from people who are actually there. I don't think it was necessary. I think a lot of people looked at it like Punk just reacts so quickly, which I get because I personally that, you know, my, my, my daughter's still away. I, I, I like to whoop ass. So naturally, if I got an issue, I'm going to address you and we're going to handle it face to face. But I don't feel like it was that that situation it needed to go that route. And so I think they're both stupid for that. I will say, like I said on the first time we talked about this, he's just a little too old to be getting caught up in that kind of shit now, man. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Like, Like I I get it. It was a bitch move. You're going to the business for yourself. Old school. That's the kind of thing that'll get you throat chopped. But like. (sighs) But But I will say this. That wasn't something for Punk to handle. I that was you, something for you Tony. No, I've said that to fucking multiple times. And Tony does not do what he needs to do. And once again, keep them checks coming, brother. Not not a uh, you know, not not knocking you too much. You know, I know my bread is butter. But however, 
he doesn't do he doesn't do like he's a great guy in terms of like he believes in people and he wants to do what's right by people but a pattern has emerged there we'll say it's like it's yeah. obvious what's happening here these people have taken advantage of him for one because the reality is aw's need needs have evolved you need a brian danielson you need a cm punk you need when this when it first started you needed the young bucks you needed Kenny Omega. You needed Chris Jericho. You needed a lot of these guys because you had no one. You still need the Young Bucks. You still need Kenny Omega. But you also need the Adam Coles. You also need the MJF. You also need them. The reality is, I feel like the elite feel like you don't need anybody else but us. Everybody else is kind of just there and they're a part of this. But you need us. They say it in their interviews. We're the E in the AEW. You are. You helped build that. But everything changes. Everything evolves. The business gets higher and grows because you you set the foundation for something that brought in bigger stars than yourselves, bigger money earners than yourselves. That's business. As an executive vice president, that is what you want it's for people if to did, surpass. If you didn't you. want that, then you shouldn't have accepted a fucking executive vice president position. But that's where the issue comes in. Because as executive vice president, you should want this great talent who brings in money and sells merch like that to you should want to work with him. You should want to stand next to him. You should want to support him and do all of that. But the active wrestler who sees their spot possibly being pushed aside because the boss likes this guy. Just a little bit more, maybe, than he likes you. He was a bigger fan of his growing up than he was of you. Maybe you start to feel a little uneasy, slightly insecure. Maybe you start thinking, are we really needed here? Maybe we should leave. I mean, let's put it out there. A month and a half before Brawl Out even happened, the story came out that WWE was sending out feelers to the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. I would believe that there's a reason why a month and a half before Brawl Out even happened, that was going on. There's more to this story than I think people will ever know. And I think the the winner gets to tell their side, right? So now it's like the elite one, we do a victory lap with like 400 people in the arena. And that's cool. But at the end of the day, there's so many layers to this that I think firing CM Punk will still go down as one of the dumbest decisions that AEW's ever made. Even if you bring him back and you fix it, there's months of television you just missed. You literally halted momentum. You fucked up the perception almost, of collision. Yeah. It's it's just it's just like instead of Tony stepping in, Tony as soon as Jack Perry walked. Back through the gorilla position. Tony should have been there. Period. Tony should have been there and should be like, hey, that wasn't cool. You know, you can't do that. Blah, 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 Get blah. The fuck out of here. Go, yep. go to the back. That would have stopped everything. Tony just lets these guys run amok and do what they want. I get it. I understand freedom. This is a business. This is a business. And you have to be the boss. You're not their friend, you're their boss. You can be both, but you got to set the line. You got to have the balance. 
And if Jack Perry can go do that and it's just like, oh, wow, we don't know how it got to this point. What's, what's wrong with Punk? Why is he fighting everybody? Why is he, why is he kicking people out of collision? I was like, oh, you mean the people who were talking about him the whole time he was gone? Oh, you mean the people who were like trying to keep him out of dynamite? And, and he had to go work collision because they didn't want him at dynamite? So now it's bad that he doesn't want you there on collision. But he can't work Wednesdays. He can't work Wednesdays, so you make it work Saturdays. And then you come to work Saturdays, and he's like, nah, I don't want you here. And now it's like, how does he have the power to do that? But you had the power to keep him off on Wednesdays. This, like I said, once again, this business is all about who you know, not what you know. All friends wrestling is a real thing. And then bring it full circle. That is why Dolph Ziggler will probably be signed by AW. <laughs> And that is why I am not watching all elite wrestling. <laughs> for well, for the first year. So MJ, this, uh, this card is looking pretty damn good for collision. I think personally, uh, are you, are you going to check it out? That's the litmus test there. Yeah, I'm going to watch. It looks like the cards we used to get in the beginning. Hell yeah. Uh, we got Ricky Starks, Brian Danielson, and a Texas death match. Hopefully they'll actually follow the rules of a Texas death match this time, which I do not believe they have done in any of the Texas death matches that they've had. We'll see what happens. Uh, FTR versus the Work Horsemen for the AEW tag titles. Jay White versus Andrade. Mother fuck yes. Luchasaurus versus Darby versus Christian for the TNT oh. title. With Sting banned from ringside. Do we think we're going to see clearly on this day? True? Any guess? Not this day, no. Oh, damn it. All right. Gallo, 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 Gallo is go. MJ, what um, what are you looking forward to most on this card that's pretty loaded? I think I'm actually going to gonna let this be up on the big screen. Usually it's a... It's been college football since Punk left, but uh, I think this might get the big screen treatment. Uh, I'm I'm really into this card. What is the match that you are looking forward to the most, Morgan Jane? I'm also looking forward to Starks versus Danielson. Uh, I'm really glad that Ricky's kept his spot and he's um, he didn't lose momentum after Punk's firing. Um, so I'm glad that it's Danielson that he's working with and not anybody else. Um, I'm excited. For FTR, um, I think I haven't seen much of the work horsemen, but it's FTR, so it's going to be good anyway. And then they're probably going to build to Wrestle Dream against Aussie Open. Uh, did you end up getting to see the uh, strap match, the the Ricky Starks Brian Danielson strap match? Yeah, I saw it. I watched all like it's probably my match of the year. I thought it was fucking incredible. What did you think of it? Yeah, it was really really good. I was curious um, if Punk hadn't have got fired, how the story with Ricky would have gone. But we'll never know. Well, maybe we will. True. What do you think? Um, <laughs> do you think that were they going to go with the strap match? Uh, fit the story. Yeah, that 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 was where it was headed. Um, I for one was not on board with that. <laughs> As I've told several people that 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 I was like, I didn't like that idea because I felt like Starks and Punk, you know, I think I think everything went the way it was gonna go. There was not gonna be a Ricky Starks getting put over 
that night in well, Chicago. I he was gonna, he, he was get gonna, he was probably he get going put to over, out. but not he was gonna win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he was probably Same gonna pass out to the Anaconda Vice, basically, is what it was gonna be. And I think that's what they were going with it. I mean, obviously it could change because Punk calls his matches like in the ring. He he's not he, you know, he's more of a like in the ring guy, more more like than you know, he'll plan to finish and stuff like that. But I think that was where it was going. Um I think from there you probably were gonna get a punk and max story kind of trying to you know and that's why i think right now if you see there's no direction for punk i mean for max uh without that there's no direction because yeah it makes sense you know he just you know there's a rather strong thing but it's like that would that's not your full gear main event you know what i mean that's not your full gear main event um which once again full gear that would bring it full circle a, a little bit because yeah, of max and cut LA, that promo yeah. you know he cut the promo la so it was just there's so many different elements there, and also the last year at All Out that would have brought a full circle with Punk confronting Max or Max confronting Punk. Like there's just so many different things that were there, and well, I yeah, think... in, in LA is where he cut that promo, and where LA is where Punk cut his foot, broke his yep. foot, and kind of this whole fucking thing started. So there's there's a story there, and I think it was it was going that route, but um, you know, like I said, it is what it is because. We can tell going into Grand Slam, the Samoa Joe thing was a most random thing that they added into it because they didn't have anybody for him. And I think they didn't. I think they didn't want to do it. And also, Max is injured right now. He's a little injured. So uh, I think they're kind of taking it easy with him. Um, <laughs> I do want to point out that there was a fatal four-way match on Rampage uh, mm-hmm. to determine MJF and Adam Cole's uh, number one contenders to the ROH tag team titles, and the Righteous won that match. So at Wrestle Dream, barring Adam Cole's health and MJF's health, you'll see MJF and Adam Cole versus the Righteous for the ROH tag team titles. Another reason why I think it's obvious that the story was going to be Punk and Max happening, because quite literally, I mean to be fair, that was the story anyway. The story last year was supposed to be Max and Punk leading the full gear. That was the story. Moxley just had to take over because Punk got hurt and, and the suspension. So, like I said, we're we're missing. Oh yeah, out because on. yeah, Max did the whole return devil thing. Yeah, and, we're we're missing and, out. Yeah, we're just missing happened, out on yeah. a lot. We're missing out on a lot, and it is what it is, man. We're missing out on a lot, and you know the whole Punk thing is. Uh, like I said, it, it, it's, we're, we're missing some good TV, and it sucks. Um, and I'll be honest, like I said, there's no story in AW. I'm, I just want to point out on Rampage tonight, Kenny Omega saved Chris Jericho from Sammy Guevara and uh, Kenosuke Takeshita. And I, for one, have no desire to see Omega and Jericho team up against those two at Wrestle Dream. But if I had to put a dollar on it, I think that's where they're going. And as I've told certain people in AEW, stop. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> like, this is, and like I said, there's a disconnect. There's a genuine disconnect between what AEW thinks their fan base wants to see and what their fan base is saying they want to see. And I don't like where, this, where the company has kind of trended a little bit recently. And... Um, I don't feel like we're going to be in for a great 
uh, like I said, Wrestle Dream is great. You know, Danielson, Zack Sabre Jr., I know Morgan's probably super excited for that yeah. one. <laughs> um, I I think the I think FTR and Aussie Open is going to be uh, awesome too. You know, yeah, it's going to be a fucking banger. Yep. Um, what else? There's something of oh, Swerve and Hangman. I you know, fuck yes, that, that's that's a, that's a good one too. Um, I think Swerve has to win this yep. match. Um, one his hometown. Two, uh, Hangman and the Bucks are your trios champions in Ring of Honor right now. Um. Remember a year ago when like everybody was complaining that the AEW had way too much Ring of Honor stuff on? Guess what? Here we are again. So, oh, um, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, but at the same time, just a few weeks a ago, on this, it, just a few weeks ago on this pod, there's we were shitting all over Ring of Honor and oh, no. how disjointed oh. and shitty the fucking show was, and it's so still now, is. still is. <laughs> but, but so now you know maybe they're trying to refresh it a little bit with some different guys with some different stars make it's you actually want to watch did. it it's literally what they did last year when they had it and they were like oh we're gonna make jericho champion because we're trying to get a tv deal didn't get a tv deal so we put it on uh... Honor Club. and now it's like hey um, max just so happened to announce that we got that. a whole yeah. on us. So now we're we're getting Hangman in the Bucks. We got Eddie Kingston. We got Samoa Joe. They're like, we're pretty sure you do want this show to be on Max. Hey. But here's the issue with that. There's no better way to show how good Ring of Honor could be than showing the best current person in Ring of Honor. And that person just happens Are- to be Athena. The weekly, she, our weekly fucking table stomp, table slap about this. So I mean, like I said, <laughs> we 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 keep saying it. I've said it. I know people in AW have said it too, um, to no avail. Um, Tony makes his decisions. How he makes his decisions. I know we just saw Britt Baker have two title matches back to back, and we can't even get Athena on television like one time on collision uh you know so i think like I said, there, there, there's a lot of issues with what they're booking and what they're doing and i think it's top heavy right now right you know it's top heavy like you got andrade back with jay white you got you know your danielson your starks and, and like collision is top heavy and dynamite's like what are they doing i don't understand you know? isn't collision supposed to be the wrestling show yeah sure. Put your best fucking female wrestler and one of your best wrestlers in the whole company on the fucking show regularly. What are we doing? Where's Willow Nightingale? They might see her, her too. You know, it, it's just it's it's a problem. We we got to watch the Hardys wrestle on Collision for what? For what? Like for what? Like man, get, like, get them dudes out of here. Like this is the Righteous made their Collision debut. Who was asking for that? Like, who was asking for that? Like, I was. I like the writers. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> Once again, Morgan's getting <laughs> We've gone too far. But I no, like spooky just... shit. Look, man, I'm sorry. I can't stop it. No, no, I can't no, help I, it. Look, there's I, I, nothing wrong with that. If it's good I, I, or entertaining, I don't find it to be entertaining. I don't, I don't think a lot of people like them either. I think it's okay if like, if you like it, it's cool. But like, it may be you and like 20 other fans. But like I don't think there's a lot of people who are like clamoring for I the understand. Writers. We we talk business on this show. We don't talk. 
Like, like we're talking business, you know what I mean? Like, there's just not like there's things that I, I like that I know not, not everybody might like either, but it's just like when it comes to, to that, it's like if if punk was not there, we probably wouldn't have saw that. But we wouldn't have saw that. You know what I mean? And people are like, oh, you know, punk was keeping people off the show. I'm like, the show was fire though. So what does it matter? Like, who nobody look, man, nobody that I know. Is asking, hey man, Collision was great. We just watched Punk and FTR versus House of Black. We just saw Christian and Darby and and and, and whatever. And we just saw you know this that we saw eight man tag with Swerve and and Sting and everybody. But you know what would have made this show better? Some Matt Hardy. Nobody in the history of wrestling has ever said that. And if they did, it was like 2003 when he was like Molly entertaining his version one. Nobody has ever the most successful storyline Matt Hardy's had as a singles singles professional wrestler is him oh, getting God. cheated on. Let's <laughs> okay. let's be real, and I'm not I don't mean that in like a malicious. It's the truth. It's, it's, it's the truth. It's what it is. He's not that guy. He's never been that guy. His I don't think his brother was that guy either. His brother was just more entertaining. Than him, I've, I've, I was never a big. I've never a big Hardy Boys fan. His bro. brother was. His brother was that guy for a little bit. His brother is entertaining. His brother's entertaining, but his brother has too many demons, yep. and which are still prevalent. But you know what? You know what? Goes back to my point too. We talked about Riddle at the beginning of this. Riddle is way. Well, I won't say way worse. He's a worse human being, worse human being than Jeff Hardy. But Jeff Hardy has had 35 chances. Mm-hmm. And all I'm saying is if you keep giving these type of people chances, but you demonize people who just stand up for themselves or just don't take no BS, I feel like you look a little hypocritical in what you do. And that's the problem with this business. Once again, it's not what you know. It's who you know, who likes you. It should never be that way. I myself have spoken about this because I myself have faced this in professional wrestling because I know a lot of people I just hate everybody. Just hate everybody. Like, I don't, don't, like, and what happens is that when you're not friends with certain people or you're not in good with certain people, they start to shun you or treat you differently. But if they like you, oh, this is my friend. Man, he's been in rehab like 30 times. It's okay. Everybody deserves a second chance. But you get into a scuffle backstage, it's get him out of here, never again. I feel like a scuffle is easier to come back from than and once again, addiction is a very, 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 very slippery slope to talk about. And it's not something to play play with. And the same thing when people are talking about the DUIs for, you know, all the wrestlers in the past and stuff like that, the Usos, the people throwing their jokes out and stuff. I for one don't like to throw jokes out about stuff like that, but I do think there has to be some consistency. If you're giving people second chances, you're giving people chances for stuff like that, everybody has to get that same grace. Everybody deserves that grace. We're all human. We make mistakes. Not everybody's perfect. People need to go to therapy. People need counseling. People need help. That's a normal thing. And I think when you look at how professional wrestling works, it is very weird. And this is not a punk thing. It's not even a punk thing. It's just in general. There's other people who've been shunned from this business or treated differently because they are a certain way. It's not, it's not fair. You don't shun and treat people a certain way because they're different, because that's just it's not how the business works. And it's not how it should work. 
especially not the guy who's making you the most money. That really doesn't make any sense because I'll be honest. Um, I, I don't know how much money Matt Riddle's drawn in professional wrestling. I, I don't know if there's a measure or a barometer for that, but I know for a fact the two people who are quote-unquote problematic and toxic who have drawn money are probably CM Punk. And I'd probably say prior to this AW run, Jeff Hardy. Those are two ones I can think of. I mean, obviously, we could toss some other names out there, too. But those are two very, very successful people who are on the completely different spectrums. But I think it's funny that Matt Hardy doesn't like Punk so bad. When Jeff uh, when Jeff Hardy said when he first got to AW, there's money in them working together. So, you know, there's a disconnect there. Matt Hardy has taken it more personal than Jeff Hardy. And I don't think Jeff Hardy would have more problem with Punk the Matt, which leads me to wonder, what's the real issue? What's the real issue? Probably a little more personal. Probably a little more related to... Yeah. If you guys think about it hard enough, you might be able to figure it out. Well, Um, well, I just want to say this. If you got a problem with Punk for that, you should have a problem with the dude that's about to come into your company too, because... That's yeah. The guy who jump started, but that's your friend. That's your buddy now. You guys are friends now. That's good. look. I don't. I don't get professional wrestling. You know where I come from. If somebody messes with your ex or something like that, it's not that big of a deal, man. Like we're adults, we move on. Um, and in wrestling, let's be let's be real. Uh, everybody is somebody's ex in wrestling. They all like look at go to NXT. Go to NXT. They all date each other. Everybody. Like literally, I'm trying to get this contract for NXT. Because I, I just like they all dating them. They, they everybody is dating each other in NXT. Imagine you get called up to the main roster your relationship is. It's terrible. You're gonna date somebody else. It's just how it goes. It's just wrestling, you know. Um, I mean, I mentioned Keith Lee. Keith Lee, uh I can't say it all. <laughs> this is what it's like over here. But uh, people have to work together. Exes, people's exes work together all the time. And it's not that deep. Um, Ruby, remember Ruby Sky said something about Punk after Brawl Out? She said something very direct several times. And it's like, what are you What are you in this for? Punk don't know you. He don't even know you. Like, there's some, there, like I said, there's a lot more there. And I feel like, uh, you know, Morgan said, you know, needs to stop talking about it. But it's like, there's so much there that I think people will never talk about because they don't know. They don't know. It's easy just to paint Punk as like the guy is the only issue and move on that way. But professional wrestling is never that simple. Everything is not black and white. And there's a lot of gray area that we have never covered. And because of the fact I do not care about wrestling right now, (laughs) I've said a lot of things I have not, I did not say month ago or two ago that I knew. But it's over now. So you can say it. Uh, <laughs> it's over. You can say it. Like it's, you know. Um but yeah, I, I uh I hope collision is good. I will not be watching collision. I will be more than likely watching Disney Plus again. <laughs> uh, which is which is my nightly my nightly thing. Uh maybe Amazon Prime or something else. Hulu, I don't know. Um but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think Starks and Danielson, great chemistry. I did 
while I was actually in the process of traveling, watched the all out strap match. I thought that was right up there with like top three, uh, top three matches I saw this year. Yeah, that's my match um, of the year so far. Yeah, it, it's amazing. And I think Danielson, once again, Danielson is the greatest man. I, I like, there's no way you can, you, you can, you know, like come back from losing a guy like Punk because it's Punk. But every time Punk leaves or he goes somewhere, it's good old Brian Danielson sliding right in to kind of, you know, try to save the day or, or kind of fix it. So, um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I'm anxious to see. I'm anxious to see how physical this match is because Danielson literally has a match next week. So against Zack Sabre, like, you, I don't, like, to go wrestle Ricky Starks in a death match and then the very next week go wrestle Zack Sabre Jr. It's insane. I want people to understand how insane that is. Um, I think Christian, I think Christian will probably win the TNT championship. Um, I have my reasons on why I think they're going to go with that. Um, you know, I just, it's almost, it feels like they're just clearly setting up for something uh, there because Luchasaurus had, like, what was the point of giving Luchasaurus the belt? You know, I don't even understand. Like that was a for this whole character arc with Christian, which has been tremendous. I, 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 it's interesting. Like, is Luchasaurus going to eventually turn, or is Luchasaurus going to come out looking different one day, not looking the same? And uh, you're going to be able to tell the difference. <laughs> uh, it's not him, and somebody else could be under that mask. I mean, who knows? You know, who knows what's going to happen? I will say one thing. I will say, Tony Storm is. Oh wow. Forgot we did not cover the one thing. Speaking of releases, um, or people leaving, um, just been more confirmation. I'll get to that in a second. Tony Storm is doing the best character work that I've ever seen her do. I think she is phenomenal. I hate the fact that Soraya is still AEW Women's Champion. Um, I don't understand why Soraya is still women's champion. I know why she's still women's champion. I don't and for the person that might possibly maybe come in to fight her for that belt. Goddamn, someday. This is like the fourth fucking false. <laughs> oh, it's happening. Well, the issue is, I spoke to someone about this and I said, what is her deal? Like, what? Because I said this on Twitter. I remember someone who was a podcaster at the time. He's not a podcaster anymore. He said... I am 99% sure the mystery partner for Tony Storm at the beginning of this year was Mercedes Monet. Something changed. Mercedes Monet shows up at All In. I know they're waiting for her to get cleared. I thought, and I know Tony said he wanted her to be a part of Wrestle Dream in some capacity. Where there's smoke, there's fire. I thought Grand Slam was a perfect way to introduce her to. Um, the company, maybe they're going to wait till Wrestle Dream. Maybe they have a different plan. I was I was 99.9% sure she was going to have some type of announcement or appearance on Grand Slam. Um, don't know what changed. Um, I, I, I mean, I've asked. I still don't know. Um, but there's something that happened. There's something that changed, something that happened. And... It's bothersome a little bit because it almost makes you feel like if 
Tony's known for his handshake deals, right? He's known for a lot of handshake deals. That's how he got messed up in January. It's a handshake deal or verbal agreement that didn't go through. And then you got to re, you know, re, re, regroup. So I, I, I don't think, if I had to say, I don't think Mercedes Monday wants to sign a long-term contract. And every sign that I've got from people is telling me that that is what a big issue is, is that signing her for a couple dates is fine. But the long game here is that AW would want her 100%, especially after who they just lost. And that's what I wanted to like kind of close out with a little bit was Jay Cargill is officially gone. Like it was rumored we talked about it last week and all stuff like that. But she's officially gone. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, we were speculating, we didn't know. She's officially gone. And that's a huge loss. But what I will say is Trinity did sign a contract with Impact. It is not a long-term contract. There are a lot of people who, who think there's always a chance that she could pop up um, in AEW. So I, I guess the Jade thing won't seem like that much of a loss if you get Mercedes and you get Trinity. But I personally feel Jade... Jay leaving really does not help the, the current the current vibe that's in the company. I don't know people, all oh, the vibes are back. AEW is all the way back. Like, shut up. It's not. Like, it's not. Like, you know, it, it's because she's she was given everything. Outside of, I mean, obviously outside of good booking, but she was given everything, you know. And I think for someone to come in and be given a title, the new title in a year plus long run. And you leave as soon as you lose the belt, you just gone. That's kind of crazy. Her whole time in AW was a, like a couple of months of dealing with Brandy Rose. God knows that was terrible. And then uh, you won a tournament, that was your run, and you were a champion the entire time. That is interesting. And you left. Why did she leave? I remember, I'm, I'm very interested to. to see and hear a podcast about that someday look i'm just gonna say this i can reveal this because it doesn't matter anymore i was asked by people in the company um if you had to take a guess if you had to say would you prefer jay cargo to come back as would you say she needs to come back as a healer or babyface just just asking certain people that we value their opinion you know and this is privately obviously but this was a month and a half ago i said babyface like we've seen two years of her as a healer Give us like we want to like her, like her face or tweener. You know, make her tweener even, you know. And I was told that she maybe didn't like that. So maybe that's a part of it. Maybe she had a different idea of what she wanted to do, and um, maybe. I, I, you know, like, or maybe something changed in the last month, personally, where she just didn't want to be there no more. And let's be honest, it's not like, oh, Santana Ortiz, shout out to them for turning real life issues 
into a feud and Fuck make yeah. money off of it. Shout out to them adults. Shout out to adults. I will say Santana's crazy, man. He he really thinks <laughs> he 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 really thinks like he want to be the Kenny Omega, the CM Punk. He think that's him. And I like I mean, I respect the confidence, but brother, let's be real here. Mike Santana is not a superstar. Hey, you know what? You know what? You know what? We're gonna put down a bet on that because I think he can be. So we'll say it right here. We'll we'll we'll, we'll figure out the terms. We'll have listeners listen. We'll have listeners send in. We're gonna put a bet on that where he's gonna be a year from now. Uh, I'll put it to you like this: He's on a short-term contract extension. Hmm. Wow. So I'm I'm not gonna let you take that bet. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I got That's why. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because, like I said, where he's going to be in a year, might not be AEW. So, um, uh, might not be. Um, so, I, yeah, I would, but I, I just don't think, I think what happens is that a lot of wrestlers see themselves differently than the company sees them. And then what happens is the company allows them to get their opportunity, but the company doesn't believe in them. It's almost like WWE. But you'd expect the alternative to not do. But I guess maybe this is not the actual alternative that people thought it was. It's very similar. Look how many people on that roster are just wasting away right now. Not doing anything. There's a ton of wrestlers. Not doing anything. Meanwhile, Dark Order getting a whole bunch of TV time. Matt Hardy. <laughs> He couldn't never, leave. You couldn't go a single I'm, week without like involving Dark Order. I'm not, I'm not gonna leave. I'm not gonna leave it alone. I'm not gonna leave it alone. Because every time I look, I, I get I get angry because I'm like, man, man, what's what's collision hitting on? What's Don might hitting on this week? I'm like, man, Athena might be on. Hey man, they might put Keith Lee on, you know, they might put such and such on. And I ain't seen such and such on TV. The Dark Order versus Best Friends versus such. It's like, come on, man, again? Matt Hardy and, and like the Hardy's had like Six straight matches, like six straight matches, and they they have not had like one great match since. Like this is crazy, man. I, I just don't get it. Like I said I don't, I don't know what they're doing right now. And um, like I said, if this podcast gets me in hot water, I really like with anybody. I really don't care. Um, I got checks coming, so can't withhold my money. So uh, that's whatever. But uh, <laughs> if you try, you don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So um, what do we got? Morgan, do you got anything coming out? No. Any projects? Any any writing? Anything on the horizon? How dare you? How dare yeah, you? Yeah, what the hell? Get on it's get on right. a get on a long form review, review live review of all in for us. Send it on in. We'll post it. Let's go. Actually, wait, you did something. You did something recently, right? You just posted something. That, like, how dare you, Morgan? I literally just retweeted something you wrote. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like Tony Stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? Give me a chance to plug your stuff. She's on, yeah, she's on She's on that, that Tony Storm haze right now. That's what's going on. What did you write and put out? You put out an article about Tony Storm? Yeah, I wrote about her journey in AEW and her new character. Phenomenal. And where can we find that at? She talks pro wrestling. Hell yeah. Uh, true. Well, we got um, 
got your guys' two albums out. Can you? Oh, what is? Oh, I got, I got what a, is, uh, Can you hint at? What is this fucking? What the fuck ever's coming out that you're that you're talking about should be re- uh, just a, just some hints. Um, what is it? So if people know, uh, a year and a half ago, AW did a Black History Month album, which is my first ever appearance on an AW project. Uh, Who We Are, Volume 1, came out in February of 2022. Um, obviously, Black History Month passed this year, but we are coming out with a part two of Who We Are. And we have, uh, for you hip-hop lovers, we have a cypher that um, features myself, uh, Omega Sparks, who was a guest on the show, my boy Blizz, who was also a guest on the show, uh, Mega Ran, who you know did shows obviously with uh, with Eric and and Kigo and, and our guys. Um, there's like 15 MCs, um, including my guy, my guy TZ, who will actually be on this show at some point um, in the coming in the coming months. Um, who just performed Sammy Guevara out to the ring at a Grand Slam. Uh, so yeah, who we are, Volume Two is coming. I have a song on there. I'm, I also am the person who came up with the idea to do the cipher, which there's a music video for that you will see soon. We've been working. Uh, so yeah, who we are, uh, Volume Two official AEW project. Um, it's official, official AEW project. You will have a release date, and the promotional material will probably be released this coming week. I just couldn't say anything until. Uh, we were in the swing of things and stuff like that. We've hinted at it. There's been hints, you know, that that's why you see TZ coming out performing with with, with Sammy Guevara. Um, you know, shout out to Anthony King, another one of my guys who's on the cipher and he's on the album too. He did he actually Anthony King and Apollo have a song on on this Who We Are uh two album. And um yeah, Anthony King's been doing the dynamite wrap up. Uh, which I've shared several times and stuff like that. So we're all working, man. It's like one big conglomerate and circle of us um, coming up, coming up with stuff. We all work, working with AW, man. Uh, working with AW, putting out some some music, and you know, and of course, I mean, obviously, hopefully, get Commander back on TV um, very soon because you know, many many yeah, times. Yeah, every every week. He at one point he was on there like every week, and I can't I can't I can't wait to see. This money over that but um you know uh yeah like i said that is the thing i couldn't announce it because um and there's there's probably another some other stuff i can't talk about yet because that's early 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 beginning stages of it um you know more aw stuff but uh yeah no that's what it is in terms of the two albums that I got I got comeback trail out my solo album and obviously the BAR album which is straight out of the comic book but I guess we're dropping breaking news myself and Apollo have an EP that will be coming out the very first week of October we are actually currently in the process of finishing that up um surprise surprise I said I was not recording music and I got down to Atlanta and while my child is in school, I said, you know what? Let's make some beats. My child is actually has a, she produced a song that is on, she actually produced a song on Comeback Trail and she is going to have production credits. She's smiling at me right now. <laughs> uh, production credit um, for a song on that, that, that project too. So um, yeah. So yeah, just, 
getting back into the swing of things, man. You know, I, 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 last month or two was rough, but uh, back in the swing of things now. So you might see an article or two from me um, next week on the DAR site as well. So as you guys can hear, Nostalgia Hours, football, basketball, articles rolling again. Some awesome guests on the way. The world of DAR media never stops. East to west side, out in D.C. We gotta make a move, nigga. Yeah, we see y'all be Steady bouncing to a beat to sound like D.R.E. Or maybe Battle Cat. Loaded Lux got me watching Battle Rap. Loading up my 38, you better never tattle that. Good smoke, good pussy, good up in my habitat. Sick of all the silly tricks, send them where the rabbits at. Swing a couple irons like it's Caddyshack. Me and Apollo got some models that's been dying to follow. I said, it's the west in here tonight. East side, but the drama been so clear tonight. All the bad bitches got nothing to fear tonight. We just rockin' smokin' something you can hear tonight We the leaders of the new school, follow the shit And give me a bad red bone to swallow this dick Bitch, rollin' up the smoke Chevy on them hundred spokes Did you like the way we float? Hop inside, oh, well, let's go, let's go We ridin' out, ridin' out, ridin' out, yeah We ridin' out, ridin' out, ridin' out, ridin out yeah. Cruise in the city Ride with something printed. We bout to show about DAR, are you with me? It's your time, the whole fine. We smooth like why? And I'm looking at my watch, it's about that time. We just make you wanna dance all night long. We just make you wanna move all night long. We back at the hotel, yes it went well We going hard to the bar, ring the bell Last call for alcohol We need to get lit, have it with jaws, baby Rolling up the smoke Chevy on them hundred spokes Bet you like the way we float Hop inside, oh well, let's go, let's go We riding out, riding out, riding out, yeah We riding out, riding out, riding out, yeah just got word that the plug got that good in stock. Plus it's still sunny outside, so you know we pullin' out. Feel me? It ain't no reason it should be that hot, but I ain't complaining. Been out here so long, it still ain't raining. All these tough guys know they wanna weigh in. I just give them a bit of game and I have to say when. If it overflows, that's just the drip. I ain't never been the one to slip, but what you come to get, that's what I'm running with. Just to show y'all who y'all be fucking with. Say it's been too long, give me in the seat. When the weekend rolls around, it's just a remedy. No, I got a motherfucking tendency to wild out, but I'ma ride out before they get to me. Oh. Like that. It's like that. It's like that.